interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Welcome back to Talking Crit, everybody. Our segment where we invite folks to chat with us about the various ways that fantasy and the real world collide. I am Torsten Johnson, he, they. Wait, what am I doing? I'm Torsten David Johnson. We use middle names on this podcast. (laughs) And I use he, they pronouns. And I am joined today by my lovely co-host kylie marie brinkman <laughs> she her it wasn't awkward at all oh, yes. i was awkward. waiting for you to finish the sentence it was like you slowed down like bye my, my lovely whatever i know i'm my, lovely but whatever i let him finish i like made her like finish. sitting back <laughs> with a cocktail right now like, I'm that, that's it. i don't know i'm curious <laughs> Yep, Kylie Marie Brinkman. Partner, co-host, love. What was, what was going to happen? I don't know what we are to each other anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and they went with co-host. That's yeah. what they went with. Like the worst <laughs> option they could have gone with, honestly. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll have to talk about ADR. this offline. My lovely <laughs> partner. <laughs> Talking about this offline. Uh, and and oh, our other co-hosts, I'm just tripping all over my words now. Joshua, Deanna, please take it away. Taking it away. Hello, what it do, y'all? Joshua David Robinson, they, he. Happy to be here on Talking Crit. My name is Ashwa. And I go by they, she. It's so great because nerdy because you have yeah. no idea that this has been my running bit for <laughs> yeah. so long. And so it's just... <laughs> Anyway, um, that's my name, and uh, D&D's my game, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I'm, here to, I'm here to talk to someone who's fame. Okay. Hey. Wow, all the game. I all the another run. Oh. That was pretty good. Yep. I got it. Wow. We got to say. Wow. I am super, super duper excited to introduce our fame guest. Actually, I've been freaking out about this for weeks. He really has. This is an artist who has been lighting up the music scene in Minnesota and beyond, having appeared on stage alongside acts such as Ludacris, Tyler the Creator, and Wu-Tang Clan. They are a tabletop role player who has been on a variety of actual play shows online and will be hosting tables at D&D in a castle. (gasps) Really? It is my incredible Whoa. honor and privilege to introduce you to your seventh favorite hip hop artist, Nerdy. <laughs> I'm officially here. I wasn't here earlier. I know, right? I didn't hear any of Definitely that. Definitely not. So I don't know if something hilarious. Mugging in the background. <laughs> uh, nerdy. So we, as I said, we do we do middle names on the show. So if you would Ooh, like to share your middle name with us, so that would be lovely. I love how you've asked for my whole government name. Yeah. Please. And Marquez. your social security just number. Just and your number as well. Boldness is like wild. Share. Is what I like about. It. Well, no, I'm. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Well, I always tell people I don't have a middle name because oh. technically I don't. Because I have right. two middle names. Therefore, okay. there is no middle. You don't. Sure. It is just two spaces it's on the other side. Space, yeah. However, it, my name is Matthew James Obadiah Allen. Strong. So that's what you, if you Obadiah, want the full name. Obadiah, what a beautiful Strong name. Right? Yeah. Matthew okay. James Obadiah Allen. I yeah. when, But I started doing music. There was a brief moment where... I thought about calling myself Obadiah and the Outlaws, 
oh, if I shit. had a cool group. Mm. Yeah. Because that yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. a cool name. Yeah. But then I felt yeah, like I had does. to do a different genre of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be your Western if <laughs> totally. you ever want to have a Western <laughs> film. You said, I, I can't pull off this uh, Western hat, so unfortunately, <laughs> not today. Identity. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. You probably could pull it off, though. So here we are. I could make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Matt, if you wouldn't mind sharing your pronouns and then the name oh, of, yeah, a, of course. an RPG character that you played. That would be lovely. Ooh, yes. So my pronouns are he, him, and a name of a character, a a TTRPG character that I have played. You know what? On Uh this stream called the Alicia stream that does every Monday over on Mm Renekai 5's channel, I have a character named Prince Safarin of the uh, (gasps) elemental realm of air. He is a yes. warlock with a pact of the genie patron, who is his uh, father, and he is just a delight. I love uh, I love playing oh. that character, um, mm. and it's a fun uh, take on the warlock trope. So often it's uh, antagonistic or some sort mm. of mm. mysterious connection, and this one it's like that's my dad. He oh, gives yeah, yeah. magic <laughs> money, like yeah. I can just spend it and whatever I want. Yeah, it's, it's, his yeah. power was nepotism. His bit was that he came to the material plane for a holiday. He doesn't really understand what pain or suffering is because anytime something bad happens to him, he just can wish it away and he's going to rough Whoa. it on the material plane for like his holiday. And so that was his bit. This is a perfect character. This is I a love this. Character. Oh, wow. <laughs> One of the things I've been really getting into recently as a, like, a yeah. D&D player is mm. I like to challenge my dm with characters that have very odd motivation or and or Mm. no physical fear of their own safety Mm. because it (laughs) requires them to change what they motivate people with because it's like my character is immortal if he dies here, he uh-huh. will just be reinconstituted yeah. on the plane of air and will just come back. So you have to figure out a reason mm, for him mm. to care about whether mm. he lives or dies or that everybody else lives or dies. And I will just mm. follow along with whatever version that you bring. It's a very it's a trust thing with you and your DM to play totally. a character like that. But mm. when you get but it, it right, a it's chaos. Fun. Yes, yeah. that's it like is. fun. <laughs> yeah, where you're just like, well, because like if you don't care about your bodily form, you will just do crazy, crazy things. Yes, I was at a what is that called uh, that we're going to that we're all going Convention? to game hole con yeah. game hole con game hole con yeah they were all going to in a couple weeks but i was there uh, a couple years ago and i played this character during this game where uh i, I called him dave the brave um, mm. and he was deathly afraid of everything but he <laughs> pretended like he was really brave and every time a fight happened he just curled into a ball and screamed or cried um, and so he had he didn't do anything else and it was truly incredible to watch all of the people at the table where like all of a sudden and i didn't intend this to be the thing but like dave the brave became the character that everyone was trying to help because this like poor guy couldn't do anything mm. and it was like turned into this really beautiful story about like how everyone like interacted with him but i think it just a level of chaos offers an opportunity for everyone at the table to yes. both feel safe to do whatever they want mm. they want and also to be like okay what does my character do right now which is mm. cool exactly mm. that's the kind of energy you want in a game you want to be able to everyone being on the same hero's journey eventually kind of ends up with somebody's journey being the most important mm. and that's why i like to play characters that do not have a hero's journey like mm. i am 
here to help whatever's mm-hmm. going on because then the thing that fulfills me as a player i've been playing dungeons and dragons now for like so long mm-hmm. what fulfills me mm-hmm. as a player now is being like i'm genie from mm-hmm. aladdin i don't want to be aladdin anymore that's <laughs> i've done yeah, yeah. i am now mm-hmm. this other mm-hmm. character my motivations are so alien um <laughs> to the rest of the mm-hmm. game but it brings the whole the thing together you know mm-hmm. what i mean Mm-hmm. someone's yeah. got to be Jarvis someone's got to be Thor mm-hmm. is a great yeah. example of a character that in the Avengers movie anyway doesn't really have a hero's journey like Thor's mm. just like he doesn't want all this bad stuff to happen to Earth but if it does like he's it's not he's a god at the end of the right. movie like yeah. he's just gonna go back he's yeah, gonna be like dang totally. that sucks like yeah, yeah we really totally. trying to stop that in the spirit of talking about fun yeah. Dungeons and Dragons characters it is kind of like what I like to call the Superman conundrum. Mm. Mm. And so many DMs get, and this is this is just what I've seen through like a lot of different content, is so many DMs are afraid of their characters being Superman. Like mm-hmm. they're afraid of their mm. player characters getting so much power that they won't know what to do or won't nothing will be able to stop them. And while like mm. there is a version of that that's like not particularly fun if someone's just running around, you know, super chatting it all over the place. But I think there's something to be said about the writing of characters with immense power mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you can do anything. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. Like and now you yeah. sol- you if you solve every issue that's around you, cool. Now as a DM, I'm gonna ask you, well then what do you do next? The game's not over. Like now mm-hmm. it's you. Yeah. And then they're kind of now in this position where it's like, oh, yeah, I I guess I am have a moral imperative to do whatever anybody else asked me to do and then now they might be the bbeg and you're allowing that stuff so it's more fun to have a character that in my opinion when my one of my mm-hmm. players becomes superman is usually what i say is when they find a build or they get a thing that just mm-hmm. now they're the best i go cool awesome you're now the best which means people yeah. are gonna know that and yeah that's gonna have its own challenge did you say sh- super chatting like Super Chad? Yeah, Super Chad. It's a, it's a difference between Superman and Super Chad. Like That's... Super Chad is just kind of like, like yeah, with great power comes more, you know. Douchebaggery. Leg humping for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you find yourself DMing more than, I don't know what the other word is, playing a character, I don't know, at this point in time? I honestly, I like DMing more than mm. playing. Ooh. What happened balloons. there? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Is there <laughs> balloons all over your screen? Wait, what? It's 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 chaotic oh. magic. It's the oh it's yeah, the, you just uh, can't control it. It's wild magic. That's oh. what's happening. Yeah, just Goodness. balloons. Uh-huh. That was wild. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract. Just balloons. You get two balloons a year, and you uh-huh. use them. <laughs> That's it. I oh, get man. I get two wild magic surges and I <laughs> just it. use it and, you and just I, use no one turned into it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very you much. You know what? Speaking of wild magic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wild magic sorcerer is so much fun. More people should play it. I understand so that it is utterly impossible to like be a helpful character <laughs> when your magic is absolutely without like control fireball and you kill everybody. Like yeah. that stuff is yeah. it is what it is. But like. There's something that's fun about like, and my whole bit is that 
I just explode. Like, that's just what I do well, sometimes. I also think it offers such a, a, a unique thing to the game where it's that chaotic. Mm-hmm. But it also, like, the way I, I DM one game, uh, like, outside of this podcast, um, it's like we call ourselves the, the femme uh, queers, right? So it's like a whole bunch of femmes and a whole bunch of queers. And one of the characters who's awesome, played by one of my friends who is themselves autistic, and also, pl- like, their character uh, in the game, like, the way we flavored it is, like, their wild magic is because they're autistic and so like that's them oh, wow. being overwhelmed by like the the experiences around them oh, wow. and it like offers this like really cool thing of like uh yes sometimes it's a detriment to the party and sometimes it's a huge value and it like and like everyone just sort of also like understands that like oh like someone's having a different experience at this moment than other people here what should we all do collectively about it which is just really fun and really cool yeah that's that's badass i love that Mm -hmm. yeah kylie plays a wild magic sorcerer on our pod and what we did was we rewrote some of the items on the table so that they fit the world more so it feels like you still have that chaotic element but it also Mm -hmm. gets to personalize and fit into your campaign world instead of just the generic one out of the player's handbook yeah totally yeah and i think for my character who i'm like playing a mixed race character there was something about the wild magic that i think resonated with me of this idea of like joe my character gets her magic from her mom and i think there's this element that i feel as a mixed race person sometimes of like i'm filipino i'm american but sometimes when i go to the philippines i don't feel filipino but when i'm here i don't feel white and so there's kind of this element from her mother that she doesn't quite get so it comes up like it just felt very fitting that the wild magic kind of just Mm -hmm. like does its own thing sometimes and i don't quite understand it i love that and you know what that reminds me of yeah a little story about an intrepid hero who wasn't sure where he fit in in the world and had to use both his abilities from one side of the family to the other to save the life of a group of children in the Alaskan area. A young, Balto. young intrepid hero by the name of Balto. Now, no, for those of you listening right now, that seems like a completely random thing for me. To but it's say. not. I however, guarantee. Trust us, it's not. It's not. I second guessed myself. I was like, Wait, is this about Balto? I was like, no, no, no. There's no way this is about. Balto. This has got to be about something else. No, we're talking yeah. about Balto. And then it was. That's, and then it was. Exactly I was waiting. I was about. like, I'm. I have no idea. This is going to be some <laughs> reference that I'm not going to understand. La, la, la. And then, nope, I got it. For the first three lines, I was like, Jesus. Are you about, is he going to say? Is he going to say Jesus? You know, uh, no, no, it's Balto. Balto. It's Balto. Jesus. There are very similar. Oh, there's a lot of similarities yeah. um, in their story. Yeah. There yeah. is Sacrifice, running on you know? uh, f- water. On if water, you count yes, ice as the same. Water, there you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh a group Catholic of dogs Grish. with him, <laughs> healing the sick. Yeah, that's right. His <laughs> apostles. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to it think. Uh, was, you know, he's got. He he wasn't sure exactly. He's half performed American. He's half wolf. It was he's half dog. He's. <laughs> He's he's uh-huh. kind of his own thing. Uh, yeah, you know, we love we love Balto. If I could make a D D character uh, out of Balto, mm. I sure would. Balto inspired. I sure would. Do you a, could. You I can. Yeah, you can do, do anything do you want. Do you can do anything you want. Have you ever mm-hmm. played with someone who just 
wanted to be an animal, like a, an awakened yeah. animal, like not a humanoid yes. figure. I play Luxodon, uh, who is an elephant on this podcast. That's that's a humanoid person. figure. You're right. You're right. That is different. Person. It's yeah. different. Yeah, it is right. different. I like the idea of just a straight up <laughs> just animal. <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. an animal. Yeah. See, I can't have awakened animals in my game. I can't have <laughs> yeah, it mm. sad because then be... something's going to happen to that animal. And I'm sure. going to be like, guys, I Remember know we planned Tor... to play D&D for eight hours today, but this dog's got a boo-boo uh-huh. and I'm out. Remember That's when Tor made us kill a dog? Remember when Tor made us kill a dog? I think it's uh, more complicated than that. I'm wow. sorry. I'm sorry. Could you explain this to me? It happened on our podcast. So there were there were some dogs, and uh, it, it was never specified that the dogs were not alive. They were just knocked unconscious. They were out of combat. They were no longer threats. Well, didn't you do that, D? I did. Yeah, it was yeah. I feel like this me. is your guilt and coming out. I was out. immediately killed afterward, wow. and you know what? I deserved it. That, wow. Yeah, very, very shortly afterward. All- that's so yeah. sad, actually. <laughs> I know. It's actively bad. I feel the um, same way about guard horses. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. often it's just like the animals that are, are you know, facilitating whatever group yes. or mm-hmm. evil. It's like, well, do it's... they even know what they're doing? No. And I think that's a rule. I think that if you're a bad guy in a character, like, so for example, there was a, uh, I was in a campaign and the BBEG was a druid, which is mm-hmm. rare. You rarely see, like, druids as, like, the evil person. But the whole bit was that they were, like, a necromancer druid. So Mm. all of their animals were, like, zombie versions of the animals. All the Mm. plants were, like, dead, gross, like, wrecking the environment type of things. So you didn't feel bad when you, like, because this wolf or this, you know, uh, shark or this, you know, bear, like, didn't want to be a zombie. Like, you could, the the other things were like, hey, it's ruining the balance of nature. Like, these things are being exhumed outside of the circle Mm -hmm. of things. And Mm -hmm. so that's bad. And you should stop them. And so you don't feel so bad when you have to, like, fury of blows that dolphin a bunch of times. But (laughs) a dolphin? Dolphins are not evil. Do you, also, dolphins, dolphins are, are actually evil. really evil. They're actually well, bad. Ex- ex- Explain. They're going to secretly Explain. take over the world. Explain. Oh, you I don't know this? To, I don't know this. I get to tell you about dolphins? dolphins I don't know this sociopaths. about dolphins. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Dolphins what? are sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. They are, they are just little gang members in the sea. <laughs> mm-hmm. They'll run around. Um, they will take baby whales and drown them. Oh, my God. What? They will just drown them for fun. For fun. For fun. Yeah. And there's no reason to yeah. kill it. They just enjoy the anguish cry of the mother, which you can hear for miles oh. around. Oh and then they'll God. just swim around oh and laugh about it, essentially. Oh. They take puffer fish and they'll bop it until they expand. And because the toxin isn't enough to hurt them, but it's enough to get them high. Like high? it's literally, oh they're running around doing drugs and murder. <laughs> and because Lisa Frank oh put a bunch of collars in front of them when we were all in yeah. the school, yes, 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 yes. We didn't ask any didn't questions know. We had no idea. about I've their never asked activities. A <laughs> they oh look so God. sweet. They're running, dolphins are running around. Doing drugs, <laughs> doing and drugs and murder. Murder. 
<laughs> and they're just like, yeah. It's not wrong, but it's just like crazy. I'm going to hard pivot. Yeah, hard pivot. I'm going to hard, hard pivot, pivot now. Thank you. So we've been talking a lot wow. about. What have we been talking a lot about, Torsten? Games. And then we've also been talking about other things. Uh, but we haven't talked much about your music mm. yet. And that is something that I would love to spend some time on. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. I even got a question right off of, right off the jump. Hit me. Your name. Ooh, yes. Like we talked about the the potential of Obadiah and the Outlaws, but yes. nerdy. Cuz I remember, you know, I'm a millennial. I I remember like growing up that being called a nerd was one of the worst things you could possibly be called. Correct. And now mm-hmm. I am a a proud out loud D&D capital N nerd. Yes. Come for me. But I'm really curious about the genesis of of even just your moniker. Yeah. Well, I remember when I, again, same situation. You're a nerd. You're a nerdy person. Da, 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 da. It was a negative thing. But my brother and his friends used to rap after school, and they mm. all had, like, MC names that they used and I and I wanted to hang but I you know I didn't really have that and so I made a name up nerdy now fun story originally it was n-e-r dash d it wasn't n-u-r dash d it was n-e-r dash d because it was how you spelled nerd so i was like oh nerdy kind of like heavy d like that was the the concept and Uh and it was both a fun play on the word nerd but also a fun play on the word nerdy like you're a nerdy person Mm -hmm. but (laughs) once i started doing hip-hop for real as in like a career Mm -hmm. um someone (laughs) came to me and they're like every time i try to pull your name up like Pharrell's band comes up because it's N E R D. Pharrell's band is N dot E dot R dot yes. Z. Uh, and so it was just like uh, Google didn't know the difference between N E R dash D and that. So they were just like, oh, you must be looking for Pharrell's band. And no hate to Pharrell's band. I hear Pharrell's doing well for himself. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I wanted to just, I, I thought about like, what am I going to do to change mm-hmm. my name? Do I change it? Like, you know, as an artist, like, I just, I just performed Soundset. Mm. So Wu Tang Clan, Tyler the Creo, Migos, uh, Logic, we're Eric Badu. So I just did all of that. Yeah. So I have thousands of people now who know who are looking for me. Yeah. And if I were to change mm-hmm. my name into like a drastic Obadiah and Alvaw mm. situation, <laughs> like, well, then you know what I mean? Like, I've done all that work that got me up into this point is kind of like, you know, yeah. for, I'm not P. Diddy mm-hmm. yet. I can't just change my name a bunch of times. So <laughs> then I switched it to the U. Just because phonetically it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> that yeah. was the only yeah. reason why I changed it. And anytime you but put it up cool. in Google, nothing else would come up. So I was like, oh, yeah. dope. Yep. And a fun PS and like an epilogue to that story. I had a rapper friend by the name of Brother Ali. Yeah. Um, or I said should rapper acquaintance. Um, uh, someone that I know. Who Your best me. friend. I got it. Yeah. Don't worry. I got it. <laughs> they said, hey, like, I love your name. Like, I, like I'm like i sure you know that N-U-R in Arabic means light. It means spiritual mm. light. So, like, I'm, oh, I get that's what I get that what you were going for. And I was just like, oh. Yes, that's what yeah. I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet, though. I love that. And so it kind of just became this full circle thing where I was like, oh, wow. Like, bringing light, bringing energy, changing something negative into something positive, like that mm. w- kind of 
all worked up and is now all wrapped up into the name nerdy that's amazing I love that. yeah there you go wow. that's a fun story about the yeah. name speaking of like you you talked about bringing light and i know that you work or at least i most of your music is clean like you don't yes. curse a lot in mm -hmm. in your songs like 99 percent of your songs there's there's nothing nothing in there is that part of like you trying to bring light and why why have you chosen to make you know hip-hop music that is clean i it's it's kind of like this evolving thing for me i at first i did it just because i had a moral connotation to it i was like oh well if i if i if i if i curse a lot then i'm like i'm gonna it's gonna be negative and but since kind of like growing up and learning more and like having my morals change and evolve uh and be more encompassing and just being more educated about language and like the stuff like that i it became more of a challenge to myself as an artist like mm -hmm. it was just like it's harder to do it this way everybody knows yeah. what rhymes with lit everybody knows what rhymes with <laughs> you know cluck everybody <laughs> knows you know what i mean like it's it's, it's, it's yeah. easy yeah. to be like i got an itch and use a felonious <laughs> individual you know what i'm saying <laughs> like so it's yeah. easy yeah. so i was like ah, i want to challenge myself but then also especially as i started rapping more about social issues as well as the nerd stuff i didn't want there to be any barrier to entry mm -hmm. i know mm -hmm. that even though i don't believe that there are bad words as mm -hmm. in like curse words as you know if you say it then yeah. it's somehow inherently negative in and of itself i do know that there are a lot of people in the world that don't feel that way and so if i want everyone to like my music and listen it's just a little bit for me to just just find a different word to use like it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't change the song and if i really truly honestly want a like that particular word in there i must have a reason for it and so mm -hmm. i have there are swearing in some of my songs it's just purposeful it's not just filler mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. as i want mm -hmm. you to know that like i'm not taking your sensibilities out of the equation i'm thinking of you and letting you know that when i use this it's because i have an express purpose for it it's not required it doesn't make me any better than anybody else it's just how i sure. choose to portray my art how did because you're talking about starting to have more content that was a social justice oriented yeah how did your the content develop in your music yeah and what was that process like yeah it was it's kind of i think a lot of that is wrapped it's it, it's it is no secret that a lot of the evolution of who Nerdy and what Nerdy is mm -hmm. happened during 2020. When mm -hmm. I first, I, first of all, ever since I was doing music, I was always a, 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 a fat black person. Like it was gonna, so I was always different than most of the people in Minnesota mm -hmm. when, when coming up. It was just, it was just what it was gonna be. Um, but I didn't really take a point to say anything particularly controversial one of my uh one of my running bits is i'd say that everybody wants to love themselves very few people want to dismantle systematic oppression like it's <laughs> there are there are there are very two different groups of um, going on you know what i mean saying love yourself and and, and love your body is mm. something that a racist can enjoy like because <laughs> yeah. they also yeah. want to love their body <laughs> and love themselves so it, you don't really ruffle a whole lot of feathers when you make that kind 
negative contact. But and then in 2020, here in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities, as everyone is aware, we had probably one of the biggest civil rights uprising in our history in decades. Mm -hmm. Like it was massive from the murder of George Floyd and me being in the midst of that, like I was at third, I was in, uh, you know, uh, I was at Chicago Avenue. Mm-hmm. I was right there. I, I've marched. I have my organization, Justice Frontline Aid. We work with the protesters and the different organizations out here. I was on the ground, boots on the ground from day one yeah. of the uprising, mm-hmm. and I'm still doing that. So my, not to be like super big bummer, but it was during one of these and I and I say this uh, not lightly. Attacks on mm. one of our first aid areas because they mm. weren't sending ambulances out to help people during that time. Mm. So that's what I was doing. Mm. And um, there was this. K- we were in a Kmart parking lot. Um, there was a bunch of people who couldn't run or lived on the street, and they were just looking for help. And none of their services were working anymore. Everything is shut down. So we're just kind of like helping these people. There's a whole bunch of cops showing up. And they start firing at us. Uh, now, at the time, the rumor was they were like they were live rounds. They weren't. They were non-lethal mm. stuff. But like, you know how rumors kind of go. You don't know and um, I remember being like standing in front of a group of people being like, they can't run away from you. Just arrest us all. Like, but don't shoot them. They can't do what you're asking them to do. You're asking them to leave yeah. and they physically cannot move. Like, mm-hmm. just arrest us, you know? And then I got shot. And when that happened in that Kmart parking lot, I remember asking myself in that split second in between where you think, oh, I just got shot. I'm going to die. Like, oh, like, oh, mm-hmm. so that's how that goes. The end, you know, roll credits. I said to myself, did I say everything that I wanted to say? Like, mm-hmm. I, my friends, my family, they know, because I'm out here, so they know that this is what's important to me, mm-hmm. but, like, nerdy, like, when they start talking about me as an artist, if they ever do, like, are they going to say, like, and he was, like, like, he used his platform to say what needed to be said. And at that time, um, because in 2019, I was voted best new artist in Minnesota. Like, I had a lot of people who were, like, listening to me. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, am I using my platform effectively? And the answer at that Mm -hmm. point was no. Like, Mm -hmm. and not because I was bad or not because, like, I Mm -hmm. had a... a, a That's such a weird, loaded term. But, like, I have always lived under the concept of with great power comes great responsibility. I learned that from Spider-Man. I never stopped. And while I had no obligation to do anything other than just be black and survive, I do have power. I I did. I was, Mm -hmm. I was, people were listening Mm -hmm. to me. So with that power came a certain sense of responsibility. And that is when my music sort of took this extra shift in 38th in Chicago and then subsequent projects, I was like, I'm going to talk about this stuff before Mm. I kind of just hope that you guys would get it by my actions Mm. outside of here. But like, I'm just going to be very blatant about it. Like 
you know, racial injustice happens, it happens all the time, police corruption is horrible, like, there's some things that you're going to probably want to handle, you know what I mean, religious persecution is a real thing, you know, being queer is important, you should probably just, like, talk about it, like, it's not a huge deal, like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, I started talking about, and so there was a shift in my music, and now it's kind of like where we're at now, where it's, like, both. There's a, it's, yeah. it's both. I can rap about Dungeons and Dragons, and then I can rap about you know Montgomery bus boycott. Like I can do whatever I want, and do, people love it, which is like, and which is nice. Mm-hmm. Do those go hand in hand? Like rapping about n- nerdy stuff and rapping about activism, it feels so natural in your music. Does d- d- mm-hmm. is there a tension there? Does it f- is that what it feels like to you? A uh, real talk, yeah. And I and I I don't. I want to say this in like the coolest way possible Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be like, I don't want to alienate any particular groups, but I do think that a lot of nerd groups, particularly Dungeon Dragons players, Mm -hmm. um, we like to cosplay oppression. Mm. Like people like I'm a tiefling and people Mm. don't like us because of how i was and then they'll just take it off you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so when you bring up these very real things in a lot of nerd cultures it it it, it bristles Mm. there's a lot of bristles now black nerds are like hell yeah like like people are like yes and i and i also but like there is sometimes this sort of like I don't have to work on any of this because Mm. I was bullied for liking Sailor Moon. And therefore, Mm -hmm. I am clear Mm. for from having to work on my sexism, having to work on my homophobia, having to work on any racial tension that I may and racism that I carry with me. Like, I don't have to do any of that stuff because I was bullied for being a nerd. And so when you bring that up in nerd spaces, when you make music about that, Everybody wants to be Luke Skywalker. Nobody wants to be the Stormtroopers. Like, and mm-hmm. so yeah. if you point out that, like, y- you might actually be closer to the Stormtroopers than you are to the mm-hmm. Rebels, it, it it's like a hard shutdown. And especially in nerd core, which is sort of the genre that a lot of people think I should be in, which <laughs> I, I, I don't subscribe to that. It is a lot of artists, and not all the time, and this is not a dig to the whole genre, but a lot of the ones that have made it big and used their platform, it was a lot of like, I'm rapping, but I'm not like those guys. I like to do this Mm. stuff. Mm. And those guys were black people. (laughs) Right. 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 There's no other way to say it. Like, Mm. it was a lot of like... You can listen to my stuff and never have to ask yourself where this music style came from. Is there anything that I'm doing to contribute to the harshness of these conditions? And mm-hmm. are there prejudices that I hold? It just, they didn't have to. So there is a tension when I go from 20 cha to mm-hmm. break chains in particular, in a, in one concert. Like people do kind of like yeah. go like, what am I supposed to? do like mm. and it's like yeah no you should be struggling with that question is what yeah. you're supposed to yeah. <laughs> I, I have i have a follow-up which is one is i just want to like thank you for like bringing everything yeah. to the space because i think that like those are difficult things to share like trauma and everything so just like mm. thank you for bringing it to the space since mm-hmm. you didn't have to um no, uh, i'm curious though about like you're talking about like the change in the music um and i think that you're right also about like the, the like 
this nerd space. Oh my god! Balloons! I'm just casting wild magic. <laughs> my god! Joe is actually I'm just my hands down. Um, I don't know how to turn that off, but wow! Um, I don't watch it. My, too. I like the balloons. Yeah. Uh, but my question is like, so like, did you feel like your experience in nerd spaces also changed? Like, did you approach mm. like D and D games differently, uh, like uh, after your experience, or was it was it really more your music that shifted? Yeah, it really was. Like, I think it shifted everything in my life in general. But mm-hmm. I think Dungeons and Dragons, and and again, that's the main game that I've played. I also play other. Other TTRPG games, so not to say that this is the end-all, be-all game, but mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons is the game I've played since I was a kid. And so mm-hmm. looking at it, I really started thinking about how the world of Dungeons & Dragons, even the the official canon lore, but just even this, like the, how things are written and said, I go like, man, there is a lot of oppression in this stuff that just doesn't get talked about or if it gets get talked about it is kind of left as like a fun costume to put on mm-hmm. or certain just certain things like you don't think to ask like um the the concept of consent sheets were not a thing for the majority of the time that i played dungeons and dragons though i remember the first time i got handed a consent sheet and they were like oh hey like so just tell me like what you you're cool with and i remember just being like I could have done this this whole time. Like I could have mm-hmm. said that I mm-hmm. these certain things made me feel uncomfortable. Like wow, that's crazy. And starting to think about like, oh hey, you know, if you have guards in your game and they are a stand-in for law enforcement, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how are you using that? Like how are you like is the threat of like being immediately murdered by a guard for stealing like Mm. or robbing a shopkeeper like you might think that's just like a fun thing to do in your game but you know like for some people that's actually real you know what i mean like Mm. it's not like a fantasy like oh we live in a world where swords and sorceries reign it's like no like if i was uh, like accused of stealing something at target i could very well be murdered right there Mm. you know what i mean Mm. because the guards get called in and they just want it so you know there's certain things when i'm looking at this game now i'm like damn like maybe we should have a little bit more sensitivity mm-hmm. um as yeah. we do these sorts of things and you know like tiefling like you see it in Baldur's Gate 3 Baldur's Gate, if yeah. anybody of you played the game where tieflings are kind of the stand-in for like the class that people don't trust they're inherently bad mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. and like I finished my first run through of this game mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like that never really gets never really gets fixed or talked about uh-huh everyone's just sort of like about that and 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 so i feel like we still have a long way to go Uh in our dungeons and dragons ttrpg spaces to be like oh and i'm not trying to say that every game needs to be like this like benatar ad utopia but like the concept of like if you're adding yeah racism sexism homophobia into your game are you doing so with purpose? Like, are you doing so yeah. to say something about the nature of these things? Or are you just doing it because you're like, well, I just, you know, because you want to say horrible things and not feel bad about it, or you don't care enough that someone might be hurt by experiencing that. I'm all for tough games, but like, it's not easy. Totally. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's enthusiastic consent. It's like, what? Yeah. 
what are your players actually want from this world and what do they mm. find fun? Because if everyone at the table is not having fun, what are we doing? It's no longer a game. Like yeah, games are supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> write a book. Go do something. Like, you're good. Like, you know, yeah. just write a weird book. You can self-publish now, man. Like, you're good. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't need us here what? if that's what you're trying to totally. do. It makes me think of what you were talking about at the beginning as far as, you know, asking your DM to be more creative in the problems that they present because you aren't afraid for your life. Also, as a DM storyteller GM and as the players, I think we need to push ourselves to be more creative in finding conflicts that can be interesting storylines more than just yeah putting one fantasy group of people as a proxy for some yes problem like why does it have to be based you know yeah, yeah it's it's a uh, lazy you just said something that is now clicking in my mind about why I'm having so much fun playing characters that aren't afraid to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going like, oh, snap. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Like, I yeah. am just out here being like, my character can't be killed. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. And if they do, they'll just walk it off. And like, and that's yeah. a fun version of a thing for me. Because mm -hmm. if the only thing you have to frighten me with is death, mm -hmm. surprise, I deal with that. Every time I walk outside, I live in a suburb. Like I, like you yeah. don't get to just frighten me that way. So when I'm playing a game, like yeah. no, my character's gonna be invincible. You need to find another thing to motivate me. And I think that's, I think yeah. that's actually pretty interesting. Now that totally. you've said that, and now I have something to think about. Huh? No, I love that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Joshua. The, no, it's literally a question that I wrote down. This is like circles around because I was I was curious if like whether it was in D and D because that's that's you know our kind of whole jam is about like we play D and D, we see what the hell happens, and then we like talk about how the things that happen in the D and D game might yeah. have resonances in our actual lives. Yeah. And I was wondering if like if there was a a time in either in D and D or when you were writing your music where through that process of doing the thing, you surprised yourself and learned something, learned some truth about yourself that you hadn't mm. thought about before. And it feels like mm -hmm. hey, this might be a moment that we, we may have just I just, I just I right feel now. like I just did. It. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, man, you're right. Like, I do feel more, I feel like I have more fun when I'm not a, a, a fear of death. I think that's actually really more interesting for me to play. Dang. Dang us. I just I'm learning something about myself. So this is why everybody needs to come on this show. Like <laughs> come on the show and play D and D. Yeah. And learn things about yourself. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Well, it's also I do think I will say that like my favorite kind of player to like DM for are those kinds of players. Cause like mm. we all play characters that are fun for ourselves and that we're interested in, but Sometimes what's fun for us is like, like I was very intentional about my Luxodon character. I wanted to play a character that was religious because I didn't have a great experience with religion mm. previously. And I wanted to like explore that and like find a way to like play a character that was religious and like learn about that in a way that was like healthy and nice yeah. and good for me. Where I could find some appreciation for specifically Christianity and not all religion, just like my, mm. what I grew up with. And like everyone is doing that to some extent and just like recognizing the players at your table and like where where they're coming from like you're playing a fantasy world but we're all real people who are coming to the table and just like recognizing that i think one of the most healing things that i've done in the realm of that was when i was mm -hmm. building a world for dungeons and dragons i'm a dm and i'm one of the dms that like i write a whole samarillion 
when I you might <laughs> never yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. see this, <laughs> but uh, you're, just in case you ask me where this tree came from, mm-hmm. allow me to tell you the story of the Druid War that happened twenty thousand years yes. before the game started. Like you know what I mean? So like that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> yeah. But I was I was writing a pantheon for the mm-hmm. human religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Dungeons and Dragons, it gives you such an interesting way to handle religion because gods are real. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, they don't have to be. Again, every game is different. Sure. But like there, it's mechanically designed for gods to be real. Right. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, if gods are real and different cultures have different gods, what are they? Why are they different? You know, da da da. And so I'm going like, all right, well, I'm gonna write the human pantheon. Let me get started. And I'm just like, okay, so we have this guy and this guy. And I, at some point, I remember thinking to myself, oh no, if I tell everybody that demons were made because there was like a really gross like thing that happened to this other god, anybody who is born with horns might be immediately attributed to that action. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, snap, that's how that happens in real life. Like, someone is just trying to explain to you, like, thunder comes from this guy, and he's angry so because someone took his sandwich, and that's why there's thunder. And then someone say, oh, so if you take a sandwich, it's bad. Oh, well, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, but like, mm, nah. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so kill everybody who takes sandwiches. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I felt that. Like, I felt that as yeah. the person writing it, I was like, oh, no, I've accidentally created a toxic religion. And these people now in my fictional universe believe this. Yeah. And I didn't fix it because I was like, you know, that is how that happens. Like someone will say that and, and, but I got to heal because I was like, oh, you know what? Some of the stuff that I was raised with that is abhorrent, like, oh snap, maybe someone way, 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 way down the line was trying to explain to a little kid why their parents died of a sickness they couldn't possibly comprehend. And yeah. in that explanation, accidentally created the foundation of a bigotry that would last far beyond their lifetime. Like, Mm -hmm. they didn't know that Mm -hmm. when they said it. They just Mm -hmm. were trying to help that one person at that one time. So yeah, I, I, that's what's beautiful about this game is that if you Mm -hmm. let it, it can change you, but you have to be Mm -hmm. willing to, to hold to things loosely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or else you'll crush them and then you just left with like pieces and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're already talking about the crit. And one of the questions that we want to ask you is for a time that crit happened at the table. If, if there's a time when you were playing D&D and something yeah. critty, kind of like what you're describing, <laughs> discovering, happened and how you dealt with it. And uh, or maybe how you think you might deal with it if it happened again. Yeah, I have I have both a positive and a negative story. So I, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll mm. do the negative one first so we can end All on right. an iron out. Um, I remember there was this game I was very looking forward to playing. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this character. The whole bit was he was like, he was a leg breaker. He was a, uh, he was a, a mafioso thug sure. for uh, imaginary friends. He was a warlock. Uh, 
because uh, Warlock's my favorite class. And so he was hired by an Archfey. And his whole bit was like he worked for imaginary friends and, and, and things. It was very silly things, but he was a very serious person. It's mm-hmm. so like Mr. Biggles doesn't like eggs on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm going to have to break your legs, yeah. man. Sorry about that. You know, like the, that was like, the, that was this vibe. Yeah. Um, and okay. I was playing this, I was playing this uh, thing. And my whole bit is like, you know, he's a little spooky. He's a little intense, but he, he means well. He's retired, actually. That was the whole bit. Mm. And um, this other p- player I was with, um, her character, at some point, I, my character like had like a skeleton hand to take notes about a lost cat. And when they saw the skeleton hand, they like reached for their weapon. They were going to attack my character. And I told my care, I told them both in game and outside of game, I'm like, Hey, like, don't do that. Like, that's a lethal weapon. And you've, I haven't done anything to you. Like, I will defend myself if you do that. So like, mm-hmm. how about we just not? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I get a message from the, a DM being like, Hey, this person's really easily scared and you scared them. And so could you apologize? And I remember thinking to myself in that moment, I was like, I'm always happy to apologize. I don't doesn't I don't have an ego like that. But mm-hmm. I was like, being afraid of me is not something that I have to apologize for. Hmm. Like I, I I didn't do anything aggressive. Like I didn't do anything at all. And they didn't talk to me about it. They came to you about it. This person happened to be a white uh, femme presenting individual. And so I was sort of kind of like, yo, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'd be happy. And then the rest of the game, it sort of was mm-hmm. like, like any time anything that was done that didn't happen to their specifications, it was very much like, oh, like I'm just being so attacked. Mm. And I, after a mm. while, it just was like I told the I told the DM, I was like, hey, I have to leave. I feel as if this the game you want to tell or play mm-hmm. isn't going to vibe with what I can feel comfortable with. And I remember it really hurt because then I saw them just like replace me, mm-hmm. um, didn't say anything. They just you know, my character's gone, they started over, they did this whole thing, and I was really looking forward to it. And I remember thinking, I I posted about this on Instagram and Uh Twitter, I said, you know, I think I'm done playing Dungeons & Dragons with people in general that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just because I, Mm -hmm. like, that's a lot, and I don't want to feel that way again. But I was convinced to keep playing. And honestly, now, I can tell you, there was this game at Gen Con. Mm. It's this yearly, every Gen Con, they have this game. Um, it's run by Dice Cream Sandwich. And there's a, a bunch of people. Uh, Katie Soros is on it. Uh, Markia is on it. Darth Markia is on it. There's a lot of really fun TTRPG names that come through, and they asked me to be a part of it. And to be a part of that game, um, to watch people come in and be so supportive and to watch us actually convince Vecna with amazing roles to be our friend <laughs> uh-huh. and join us on a space adventure <laughs> across the cosmos. And everyone cheered and we're all laughing. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, you know, have, if I had stopped, if I had stopped mm-hmm. and been like this interaction, these people, the way they did it wrong, I'm done. I'm out. I would have never had that. Hmm. And so I think that there are games where you can really have some pretty 
lows, like some pretty deep lows. But then there sure. are, I think there's also games where you can have these elations and where people are working together. It's a diverse group of people that are, 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 uh, thoughtful and caring about what they're doing and yeah so i those are like my bookends like you have these really mm. cool sadness but yeah. there's a lot of really really fun stuff that comes with this game i yeah i'm so yes. glad that you talk about yes. playing D with people you don't know because it's something that we've talked about on the show before is it's such mm. a vulnerable thing you know it's like yeah this game yeah. sets you up so that you can go to some crazy places both ima- yeah. in in the imagination, but also in the real room with the real people. I remember mm-hmm. one of the big realizations I had within the first couple of years of playing, and I was like, you know, I think my joy out of this experience is l- less defined by the nature of the D&D and the story and more defined by, do I want to spend four to 40 hours in a room with mm. this lot? You know, because yeah. if if you don't vibe with one person, it could just ruin it and be like, "Look, this game is awesome, but I I I can't." Yeah, you know, it's it's a yeah. an intimate thing. It is. So thanks for thanks for playing sharing. Dungeons and Dragons is allowing someone to like be in a fantasy of yours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't think people like yeah. really think about it like that. I'm not trying to say it's like inviting someone into your bedroom, but it's sort of <laughs> like that. Like it's, it's just like, hey, I'm here. I have an idea of what's gonna get me there, mm-hmm. and all of a mm-hmm. sudden this other person's here, <laughs> and I'm trying to incorporate what they might need to get them there. It's like an orgy. <laughs> There you go. There it is. D and D equals orgy. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. And and like an orgy, if someone makes it all about them, it's like not fun. Yeah, you need constant communication. Unless unless you've all agreed to make it about someone. Yeah, very That's also great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Today and sometimes. It's your day. Yeah, it's, it's you right now. You got the shine. You're in the middle. We're going to be here for you. And like everybody's got their own backstory. They bring it to it. Sometimes people put on yeah. animals ears. It's, it is like that. It's actually <laughs> shockingly similar. And it's also uh-huh. okay to go into that and think you're going to have a great time. And then halfway through, be like, and then, yeah, you're you like, know? This is all right. And you can leave at any time. Yeah, at any point. You can leave at any Just leave. And you're okay to do that and know that that doesn't make you uncool if you just want to have a different experience. Yeah. I love this. I love talking about both things at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It saves time. We've been talking about how to uh, make rules, what mechanics we would do. I have so many ideas for mechanics. Orgy mechanics. Orgy mechanics. In Dungeons and Dragons? Orgy mechanics and D&D. Oh, yes, (laughs) and. Yeah. I have <laughs> so many ideas, um, and we, that's going to be a Patreon episode at some point. Yeah, no. yeah if you want to come back we'll, and, we'll and join us as, we, yeah, as yeah. we develop those rules, you're more than welcome <laughs> to. Yes, if you would like to come on as, as a consultant, I would, I would either love for the D&D rules that. or like the real life rules, you know, you yeah. just let us know what I'm you're comfortable with. Because like, in my head, I'm like, constitutioner or, or charisma, like at what point does one become more mm-hmm. important? I have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. We're here. We're yeah. here. It's another it's like, episode. The thing is, everybody's got to be able to be good at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it can't be stacked on one stack. No, it's like, but they can be good at different things. And, like, exactly. different people play, have different roles that Absolutely. they play in, 
You know what I mean? There's lots yeah. of things. I feel like intelligence and wisdom. It's like the fruit salad thing, you know, they talk about where mm-hmm. it's like intelligence is knowing as tomato is a fruit and wisdom is knowing you don't put tomato in a fruit salad. <laughs> like <laughs> it, yes, it's, it's it. the yeah, same yeah. concept, but like, you oh. know what I mean? You might know what something is, but that's not the time for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you check the vibe, yeah. insight check. Like let's make sure everybody is yeah, good. Yeah. Charisma is passing <laughs> off your caprese salad as if it's fruit salad. It's as if it's, yeah, as if it's yeah. fruit salad. <laughs> it's I think that there is a I think every single stat can be an omega level in that activity yeah. if you allow yes. it to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. one of the reasons I say that every class is the horny class if you want it to be. Bard's <laughs> gonna rap. Everyone's yeah, gonna yeah. rap. But Absolutely. honestly, some of the most fun horny players I've ever played were never bards. Because that's so easy. It's so it's right yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. give me a horny barbarian. Give mm-hmm. me a horny druid. Like I've been yeah. in the woods yes. my whole life and now I'm out. <laughs> like yo, like yeah. you know what we do out there? You know what it is out there? It's just running and humping. It's just we're just doing that. It's nature, homie. Let's go. Honestly, don't sleep. Don't sleep on monks. Yes. High high wisdom. Just just, move real fast. Blurry blows. Chiseled. That's all we've been doing. (laughs) All we've been doing is montaging. (laughs) (laughs) You watch Mulan. You watch Mulan. Ask yourself right now if you wouldn't be with the general today. Right Let's now. get down to yes. business. <laughs> oh no! Don't get me started on that. Bicep it's already angel. begun. Well, this has been. That's what I have to say about that. This has been a great start, uh, Matt, and we'll have to come back and write those orgy rules. So yes, stay tuned, everybody. Let me be a creator when we publish them. I would. Yeah, I would yeah. love that. We can make um, that. There's a Kickstarter for that. I'm sure. <laughs> My last question, Matt, is I I've I've seen you call yourself the se- the seventh favorite. No, I, you, you, maybe you should say it because it'll sound <laughs> weird. Seventh I'm favorite hip hop person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Uh, where did that come from? Oh my goodness! It's such a. I wish that it was a more clever thing. But honestly, <laughs> okay. just be you. Sell okay. it to us. Sell when it. I when I said when I started saying that, mm-hmm. I was just like, there is nobody. Whoever debates the seventh place, <laughs> yeah, person. sure, sure. I fucking love it. Like no one's gonna come I for you. Like if I said I was the best rapper in the world, mm-hmm. people would be like, "Oh, but what about this? Oh, right. but what about this? Oh, well, right. you're not so and so." But if I said I'm the seventh best person, they go like, "That's fair." <laughs> I'm not like, trying sure. to be wrong. <laughs> like, but then you think about it; it's a uh-huh. sleeper. Assessment. Yeah, yeah, it's a sleeper because you know. <laughs> That's out, still of, great. out of everybody, so, yeah. out of everybody, yeah, right. like that's Billions a pretty long people. list. Yeah, yeah. If you're <laughs> yeah. in the top ten, it's great. And you know, so that's <laughs> that's really just why I did it. I, I just well, thought right. it was funny. It was something fun to say. Also, you know, for those of you who uh, are going to uh, spend eternity with the Lord, um, seven is the number of completion, and mm. so your boy is out here doing <laughs> doing the biggest, doing the most. <laughs> Amazing. It honestly Sneaky. was such a dumb thing, but I just wanted to say it. So I kept saying you got it. Completion. You've got Nur, the light yeah. D. Yeah. Yes, wow. you, you got them all covered. Yeah, really Where, whatever happens after this, you yes. are good. That's what I'm doing. That's why, so I can be, I can just be, continue to be super uh, queer. 
I just oh, do yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. So I can get my pass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. For all the, get, get through the gatekeepers. Uh, yeah, okay. like, oh, no, 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 no. He's cool. Did you see? <laughs> Seven. Seven. Oh, seven. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. He's good. Seven and the and the Yes. Seven. Yes. Seven. Come on in. If it is rainbow flag, can come in. Well, you can come <laughs> into our podcast anytime, Matt. Yeah. And uh, is there anything? Thank you for having me. Anything else you want to plug for our listeners? Projects you're working on? Mm. Places that they can find mm. you? Things that they can stream? Ooh, yes. I could do all of those things. Uh, please, Amazing. first of all, every follow really does help. So at Nerdy Rocks on all social media, and you are the rocks, no dash because they won't let you do dashes on stuff. Mm. But Nerdy Rocks on everything. If you go to nerdyrocks.com, there's a very easy way to find all of my stuff, videos, where I'm playing next, um, all that sort of things. One of the biggest uh, shows that I really want to talk to people about is on April 5th and 6th here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis specifically, I will mm-hmm. be performing with the Minnesota Orchestra, which is going to be very, very cool. So, so it's going to cool. be with a full cool. Grammy-winning symphonic orchestra Hell behind yeah. me. It is going to be a fantastic so cool. event. So if you're in, a, in around Minnesota during April 5th or 6th, you're going to want to get your tickets. Things are kind of flying off the shelves right now. Um, so I don't know when this comes out. It might already be sold out by the time it comes out, but that's okay. Um there's two nights and then also uh D&D in a castle i know my table's already sold out but mm. like i just want to tell people i'm gonna be doing that oh, it's yeah. really cool i'm very excited to do like full day just dungeons and dragons in a castle in the uk yeah. i am beside myself it's super 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 cool i'm so sad it's sold out i'm so sad and i i will speak for myself but deanna i think would agree that seeing nerdy live is so 100%. worth it no matter where you have 100%. to go in the universe in order to make it happen one of my all-time favorite live shows show uh, them your t-shirts oh yeah we're uh, we're happily <laughs> I, I see y'all repping the nerdy like, club this is the most handsome looking podcast i've ever <laughs> been on well dressed we're all well dressed look at this mm. and we didn't even it's beautiful. talk about all of this stuff I, I wanted to ask you about the the music video all I'm that. so sorry Maybe... we spent so much time talking about dolphins dolphins <laughs> that's my bad I said I talked about Balton I talked about the dolphins I told you I was gonna do that and I, I and we tried it not anyway. to you know it's um, you know wherever the joy is, is yeah. Yeah. we have to follow so it I physically am unable to stop this it's not my fault <laughs> oh I tried and to all of you our listeners thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Talking Crits thank you Crit Crit on (laughs) hope you enjoyed the show everyone special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood Balin Wagner and Benjamin Bergdorf full episodes come out every other Wednesday on the off weeks exclusive content is released for our members Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.